Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's talk about a, another report, this piece of legislation that is making its way through Parliament at C-10, and uh, it is described by some as a dangerous and inexcusable attack on freedom of expression. Is it a move to violate constitutionally enshrined freedom of expression? David Fraser is one of Canada's leading internet law specialists, partner at McInnes Cooper in Halifax. He's the author of the Canadian Privacy Law Blog. David, thank you for coming on today, and again, apologies for delaying yesterday. No problem. Happy to be here. Why is C-10, this is the question that I see all the time in email, why is C-10 even in the legislative pipeline? Why? Uh, That's actually, that's a really good question. So we have broadcasting regulation in Canada that's been around for for quite some time that's rooted in a paradigm, an environment where there were limited limited bandwidth, I guess, uh, over over the airwaves. Uh, and a strong desire on the part of the Canadian government, going back decades, to make sure that there was a vibrant uh, kind of ecosystem of Canadian content, and so that Canadians would receive Canadian stories over these uh, over these airwaves and then through cables. Uh, but we're now in an internet age where we don't have that sort of scarcity, um, and so it does make some sense to make sure that things are things are updated. Um, but in in some ways, C10 kind of came. Uh, out of the blue in the sense that the CRTC, which is the main regulator in this area, has said in the past that they have the authority under the Broadcasting Act to regulate what are called over-the-top services, like Netflix and, and things like that, but have chosen, I think, wisely not to regulate them because, in fact, when you look at them and their, and their progress, um, they've, in fact, not presented any particular problems and have created and have presented to Canadians a lot of Canadian content. But now we have a government, and particularly a minister, who seems to be um, focused on kind of going after the, quote, Internet giants, unquote. Um, I, I would imagine that he thinks that there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of votes to be had from that, and I think that there are also a number of entrenched players in the Canadian and a broadcasting system that would like to see companies like Netflix and others kind of pay into the big funds that traditional broadcasters have to in order for the creation of, of Canadian content. And rather than having what would be kind of a, a once-in-a-generation, super important, deep-involved conversation involving all the stakeholders to say, look, how do we recast this for the Internet age? How do we recast this for the streaming age? Is this necessary? Instead, the government has kind of jammed through, or the Minister Gibo in particular, a, a bill that uh, on its face initially was focused on bringing kind of the Netflixes into the broadcasting ecosystem that would require them to 
be subject to regulation by the CRTC that would subject them to Canadian content requirements and paying into this big pool. But consistent with their really bad approach to public policy in all things Internet concerned, they've opened it up so that it, in fact, puts forward the possibility of regulation of every little bit of audiovisual content that goes through your through the internet to your smartphone to your tablet to your computer that deals with that has the potential to deal with kind of all streaming services like Netflix for example and Crave and things like that but also podcasts audiobooks the little videos that I post to Facebook from time to time the streams that my church puts up every Sunday so that it can reach members of the congregation who are self-isolating so a dramatic recasting of it and then on top of that, uh, in the bill as it was initially presented, it expressly said, and this was an important part of the charter statement, that it did not apply to user-generated content. And that was removed in the past little while. Uh, and so the bill, as it's going forward and is being supported by the Liberals, the NDP, and the Bloc, uh, includes the possibility of regulating all that user-generated content, and you think, really, is TikTok the same as CTV, the same as Rogers Cable? Does your kid's silly dance on TikTok require the, the, the amount of regulation and even the possibility of regulation? So it, it, the big broadcaster. Yeah, it, it's it starts to sound uh, complicated and scary at the same time. <laughs> and so the the question then and becomes ridiculous. for the for the average person, how does this potentially affect me? Where's this going? How could this affect my freedom of expression? I'm just reading a tweet from you. Any limitation on this expression right has to be justified as a reasonable limitation prescribed by law that is consistent with a free and democratic society. I haven't heard any compelling justification. Not even close. So, the next question, and if I don't ask you, I'll see it in an email, is our freedom of expression, which is constitutionally enshrined in this country with the absence of hate speech, of course, but is our freedom of expression constitutionally enshrined under attack? Uh, it certainly, it is, it is implicated. So even the regulation of traditional broadcasting implicates freedom of expression, but commercial broadcasting is seen to be given almost put into a, a slightly separate category when it comes to the ability of government. Such a forum, uh, like a like a forum like this. Well, that's right. And, and and so, for example, there are only so many airwaves uh, that you can broadcast on radio in Hamilton, and so the government kind of regulates what goes over that. But we don't have that scarcity here, and so you don't have the same compelling reason, the same compelling rationale. And it's one thing when you're dealing with a, a, a big company and saying, oh, look, we want you to, we're going to give you this money to have more Canadian content. But now we're dealing with a situation where there are kind of two sides to this. One is uh, limiting, let's say, the audience that I might have for my user-generated content and, and anybody else, any of the millions of other Canadians. And then also telling the platforms how they have to present that. Oh, Austra didn't Australia try that? Um, over the others. Didn't Australia try that with Facebook? Well, Australia, this is another example of, of kind of bad public policy. In, in a slightly different area, Canada wants to go after uh, kind of extracting some sort of levy from the platforms that amplify Canadian traditional news media right. and paying that to the traditional news media. And so that would be, for example, 
I post a link to, uh, let's say, this broadcast on Facebook so that my friends see it or so that my acquaintances see it. Right. Uh, Facebook would then have to pay a certain amount to Chorus Radio for that or if I for a Globe Mail article or a National Post article or something else like that. Um, so there's almost this kind of tariff that gets attached to users kind of sharing sharing that content, same with Twitter. And, and that's not specifically in Bill C-10, but that's on the agenda for this government, okay. uh, which is also kind of deeply problematic. And we're about to see something that's going to, they call it their online harms bill, that's relatively undefined, that is essentially going to make a Canadian speech commissioner. Oh, boy. Where online platforms will have to remove within 24 hours so problematic content under kind of penalty of, of punishment. So this is something we need to all pay attention to. Oh, Mostly. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this government's track record, and, and you know, frankly, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised to see it go so sideways. But this government's track record when it comes to kind of everything online related has been just a disaster. Very poorly conceived without regard to the constitutional guardrails. And it seems to be fed by some sort of pandering towards people who think, oh, well, let's just go after these big Internet giants without realizing that, you know, frankly, Internet giants are the platforms that I use and you use to consume content and are also the platforms that we also use to disseminate. Well, we will, we will all pay very close attention. I've had uh, quite, a, quite a number of emails asking uh, for information on this particular piece of legislation that's making its way through the parliamentary process, and I could think of no one better to speak to about it than you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.